0: Shalom alechem. Can you hear me? Uh,
1: alechem shalom, Lahi, Yes, it's good to hear your voice.
0: Baruch Hashem. Well, let's get started with the parsha.
1: Tehillim. Get you some. All right. <clears throat> May it be your will, O Adonai, our God and the God of our forefathers, who chooses His servant David and His offspring after Him and who chooses songs and praises that you turn with mercy to the reading of the Psalms of Tehillim that we shall read as if King David of blessed memory himself had said them. May his merit protect us. May the merit of the verses of the Tehillim and the merit of their words, letters, vows, and cantilations, as well as the divine names formed by acronyms of the initial and final letters, stand us in good stead, to atone for our transgressions, iniquities, and sins, to cut down tyrants and cut off all the thorns and briars that surround the supernal rose; to unite the bride of youth with her beloved, with love, brotherhood, and fellowship. And from that unification, may abundant sustenance be drawn to our spirit, breath, and soul, to purify us of our iniquities, Forgive our sins and atone for our transgressions. Just as you forgave David who said these songs before you, as it says, the Lord has removed your sin, you will not die. May you not take us from this world before our time, before the completion of our years, which number 70, so that we may repair that which we have ruined. May the merit of King David of blessed memory shield over us and around us, that you may be patient with us until we return to you in complete repentance. May you favor us from your treasury of gratuitous gifts as it is written, I favor those whom I favor and I am merciful with those upon whom I take mercy. And just as we sing praise before you in this world, so may we merit, O Adonai, our God, to sing songs and praises before you in the world to come. Amen. And through the saying of Tehillim, may the tulip of Sharon be inspired to sing with a sweet voice, with happiness and with joy. May the glory of Lebanon be given to her, majesty and splendor, in the house of Adonai, our God, speedily in our days. Beshem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Selah. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: So All right,
1: Tehillim sixty eight. Okay, Tehillim sixty eight. So, I just want to point out that this Tehillim is act- actually. So there are there are psalms that are Mizmorim. Am I? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And there are Shirim. Mis- Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Mizmor Shear, right? Right. That's two different types. This psalm is both. What? Yes. It actually says, uh, Le David Mizmor Shear. So, what is Mizmor Shear? I'm glad you asked. A A song, a song, a psalm, you know? This is what it says. The literal translation is a song, a psalm says uh, that <clears throat> when you have these two, says the, the corresponding two above themes are the psalm's two titles. I'm actually pulling this from the psalm before this, 67, which explains the Mismore and Shear. Mm. So circling back to 67. All right. Mismore and Sheer, which refer to, do, to two different types of spiritual service. Mismore is a song played with instruments. This, the song's expression is diminished and modified by the constraints of the instrument. This is the song of the angels whose devotion is restrained by their inherent limitations. Their particular form prevents their complete absorption within God. Sheer is a song that is vocal, a pure expression of the soul, unencumbered by instruments. This is the song of the disembodied soul in heaven. When the soul is unfettered by the egocentric body, its desire to unite with God is limitless, and its song is clear and unrestrained. The sustenance of the nations is channeled through the angels means more. The angel song, therefore, refers to the nation's refinements. The song, mm. soul, sheer, refers to the blessings bestowed upon the Jewish people. Wow. So, just to sum all that up, says this is uh, Yahael or Ashlik himself explains Mizmor and Sheer differently. In his interpretation, Mizmor alludes to the good that the Jewish people will receive sheer alludes to the enlightenment of the nations. So wow. which one is it? <laughs> yes. Uh, because there's actually, there's actually, actually drops down another source over here. It says, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to the big green book. 54 a says, uh, oh, okay. Singing to God expresses a desire to cleave to him, to lose oneself in his being like a small flame drawn to and subsumed within a greater fire. This type of cleaving to God in its ultimate sense is associated with the soul as it exists in a celestial state transcendent from the body. While in a body, the soul generally cannot attain this sort of union, Similarly, the angels who, despite their celestial nature, are described as having some sort of body of fire and air and are also unable to lose themselves, quote unquote, completely within God. Wow. So. I keep reading all this and it's it's, honestly, the more I read, it's kind of it's kind of a, a beautiful marriage between the uh the, phys- the the finite and the infinite if you will right i agree
0: well so. i i'm interested in uh the previous um uh, insight that's on 67.1 talking about mezmore shear when it says that this psalm speaks of the state of the world during the days of mashiach
1: yeah yeah i was getting to that <laughs>
0: Well, because it's interesting because, you know, the days of Mashiach is that complete marriage. Like, literally, while we're going to be in the marriage festival when when it's the era of Mashiach, you know, the whole Sukkot, new beginning,
1: everything like that. Because check this out. Check this. Check this out. Because this isn't so, right? There's nothing new under the sun, right? Oh. So, it says... The dedication of the temple initiated a pair Oh, sleep Let me let me let me go back. It says, uh, <laughs> Mismore connotes the music, the music of instruments, while sheer connotes the song of it, of the human voice. Okay, Apparently, Mismore refers to a song that creates a loud noise. This noise occurs when a being encumbered with a body, even a celestial body, attempts to cleave to God but is impeded by its bodily consciousness. This friction between its self-awareness and the simultaneously simultaneous realization that God is all and all is God creates a noisy song. Wow. Sheer on the hand refers to a quieter singing comparable to a person humming a tune in his own head without actually voicing the song. This is the singing that the aspect of our souls that remain transcendent from the body because it is unencumbered by any sort of body and self-awareness. It is capable of achieving true unity with God, free of any friction or noise. The dedication of the temple initiated a paradoxical phenomenon. Why? Why? God choosing to make his home... Not in the celestial spheres among the angels, no, 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 but in a physical building of wood and stone among those paradoxical and imperfect creatures of soul and body. The musical accompaniment accompaniment for this event therefore included not only the... What is going on?
0: seem to have technical difficulties here. Ishpela? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. You dropped out for like uh probably almost a minute. Oh man. <laughs> Sleek guy. Uh so what was the last thing you heard? <laughs> you were going into the uh you were right after the the body, uh with the Mies more singing out loud, and then you were starting to talk about the soul and the transcendent sheer aspect. Okay. So like the song of the soul, sheer, and it's like yeah. humming a tune.
1: Yeah, it's like humming. It's like humming a tune in his own in his own in his own head without actually voicing the song. This is the singing of the of that aspect of our souls that remains transcendent from the body, because it is unencumbered by any sort of body and self awareness. It is capable of achieving true unity with God, free of any friction of noise or noise. And it says, the dedication of the temple initiated a paradoxical phenomenon. God's God's choosing to make his home not in the celestial fears among the angels, but in a physical building of wood and stone. Among those paradoxical and imperfect creatures of soul and body. The musical accompaniment for this event therefore included not only the ethereal singing of the human voice, but the loud and more physical sound of musical instruments and it says goes on further to say in its plain sense by david led david refers to the composition of the song the midrash however interprets dedication of the house by david to mean that the scripture credits david with the building with building the temple even though it was built by by solomon
0: oh my goodness <laughs> they did not know oh. Okay, because he, cause he initiate, initiated it with the songs and the she'er, So the Mesmore and the Shear together caused him to be the one to build the temple, even though he wasn't the one that built the temple.
1: Right, but he's going to be the one that builds the temple.
0: So <laughs> this just makes me think of the Haftara portion for this week where it says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Because what's happening with, with me's more and sheer is we're doing something in the spirit, but from the physical uh, aspect
1: of it. It's the it's the perfect union of the of it both. Wow. Uh, you know, it's the uh I mean if you think about if you think about Psalm sixty seven. Because I mean, kind of. That's kind of where we're at right now. We're kind of going to through this through this song. right? Even though even though we should be on sixty eight, but we'll, we'll get there momentarily. Amen. I because uh, both of these psalms are actually, I think it's very very interesting that last week was sixty seven. We 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 did uh, we said sixty seven all through the Omer count. <laughs> we had Shavuot and then. And then again, we were like, Hashem's like, okay, now you're going to study Psalm 67 for the week of, of the parashah of so. And then he says, okay, now I want you to go and study 68 right after you study 67. And it's interesting that they're both mis Sheers. Mm. The first one the mis Sheer, and then the second one is le David Sheer, shear insinuating that. That's, that is the progression here. You're, you're turning to the menorah, so to speak, right? Right. And then Mashiach ben David will come and inaugurate the temple.
0: Oh, yeah. what you just said, that totally clears up uh, more insight or brings more clarity to the insight of kindling the lamps towards the face of the menorah. Oh, my goodness. For the parsha opening this week. (laughs) Oh, wow. Rukashim. Well, we are reaching the end of our first segment. So to our listeners, slika for the technical difficulties. But we will carry on nonetheless. And um, we will be back after this. Amen. All right, Shalom, and we're back. East pelah how you doing?
1: Uh, muy bien.
0: <laughs> Excelente. Well, <laughs> if I could just kind of bridge back to where we started with the tehalim, um for Beha Aloteca here. Um, as we were talking about how the sheer is like a, a humming via the soul, Yes, I was immediately led to Romans chapter eight, verse 26. And it's interesting that this verse is always used as a like, oh, my soul is groaning and I don't know what to say when I'm praying. And so my my the Ruach HaKodesh is going to intercede. But actually, there's something deeper if you look at the second half of this verse, because it says the Ruach itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Mm. And I think about the sheer and how it's so on a transcendent level that the only way we can really express that out loud is through the mesmore, through the actual body that will open up its mouth and vocalize it. Sure. But at either at either section of these words when you put the mesmore and the sheer together it's still a cleaving and attaching to Hashem, which I think is the most incredible thing about being able to sing out praises to Adonai.
1: Well, I man, and I also think it's interesting, too, because the, uh, the Psalm 67 talks about how, okay, this, is, this, is, this Psalm speaks of the state of the world during the days of Mashiach, right? Right. But then it also goes on to say that it's the song of the soul, Referring to, or the Mizmor is the song of the of the nations, and the, and the and the song of the soul is the Jewish people, or it's vice versa. Which is it? it's yes, it's both. Um, it's it's a marriage of both the nations in Israel becoming one, and it's also the the true unification of the body and soul. You know. Wow. Uh, you have both of that, both of those aspects going on just in the opening of the tale,? you know.
0: Baruch Hashem, because, you know, that really speaks of Zechariah 13, too, when it says on that day, I will banish the names of the idols from the land and they will be remembered no more. This says Hashem, I will remove both the prophets and the spirits of impurity from the land. And quick to um, hey. quick to note that that's not prophets like, you know, Haggai or Yeshiyahu. That's prophets like prophets of Baal or what have you. And, you yeah, know, because they got prophets, too. Right. <laughs> so um, but I mean, I think that's so amazing, because when we talk about the messianic era, that, you know, it is that the impurity is removed. And so we that mm-hmm. barrier that exists you know, I mean, we this even sounds like Ephesians almost, where it talks about the one new man that Hashem is making. You know, oh, and we, you really just went there for real. I, I mean, I can't help it, man. I'm just like getting hit with this right now as you're as you shared this because it's like that's happening in us right now. So we're like experiencing a foretaste of the Alam Haba, like in our own tents. I mean. So yeah. And we'll just spread it out to the world. So, I mean, that's incredible. Rukashim.
1: Yes. The, uh, uh, okay. So, if that wasn't intense enough for you. So, I think.
0: (laughs) All right. So, you got uh, Tehillim 68, and you were starting out with verse 5. Just to kind of recap that point.
1: Real, uh, real quickly though, I just wanna, I just wanna bring this out because we're we're talking about a, uh, a an achadness of of body and soul, and an achad uh, the uh, the nations finally forsaking idolatry and walking in the ways of Hashem, going up to the house oh. of the God of Jacob. Come on, it says. Glad will be and singing for joy will be regimes. Le'am refers to the the regime that governs a people and represents its particular striving. So long as nations are selfish and acquisitive, their nationalistic posture will reflect selfishness. But ultimately, all national governments will discard selfish isolation and recognize that the welfare of all men, all men, kol, all men, all adam, oh. depends on a harmonious community of nations joyously united in the worship of God. Am um, a people itself describes a national community that keeps itself separate from all other peoples. International animosity is inevitable so long as each people seeks only its own welfare. So, that sounds like bringing peace upon earth, you know? Oh my goodness.
0: Uh, Man, I mean, that's just incredible to think about the whole world praising Hashem, being Torah observant, like...
1: Right, because that's that's what true worship of God is, being Torah observant. Also singing and joyously, doing it joyously, but... It's, so so are you saying this is what
0: it means to worship in spirit and in truth?
1: Amen. I yes. Yes, exactly. Wow. <laughs> All right then. This <laughs> <laughs> says um let's see go here. That God settles the solitary into a family. God preserves and blesses Israel, who are few in number, and makes them numerous. Radak. He gathers together the dispersed of Israel, so they can dwell again as a unified family.
0: Wow, I mean, that's the lost sheep of Israel that Hashem is
1: is bringing in through Mashiach Yeshua. He's he's seeking out. He's seeking out the. Uh, the sparks in these earthen vessels. You know? Amen. And then, uh, so, I think, uh, okay, so I just want to reiterate my my favorite drop in this whole Tehillim right now. Cool. It says, Be'yah Shem'o, with Yah, his name, with Yah, his name, this is literally the translation. Praise Hashem with his name, Yah, which denotes the creator and sustainer of the universe. Radak. That's Radak. And then in the Green Book, it says, 124b, we are assured our salvation since God's name, Yud-ke, vav is currently incomplete with the version Yah. The salvation, the, the salvation is therefore necessary for the sake of completing his name, alternatively, praise God with his name Yah, which refers to God as Creator of the world and the cause of our existence. Wow! And Yah and, and the Yod and Hey being Yeshua Hamashiach.
0: Amen. Wow, it's incredible. Yes. The, because when you think about two, you got, breaking these letters down here, you got the bet, then you got Yah, so in Hashem's name or with Hashem's name. And then for Shemo, Shemot is the gematria of 346, which is one uh, letter extra f- than the gematria for Shiloh. So when you think about the word Shiloh, Shiloh is the one who is the lawgiver. And so if you added an olive to Shiloh, which you could actually do uh, as one of the letters that could be missing if you spelled it out completely. I think
1: I think also even even if you spelled it without the olive, there's a gematrio where you count the the whole word as as a gematria itself. Like right. a You add one to it, basically. Ah, Baha
0: Torim, Come on. So so when you do that, when you're literally saying Be'yash you're saying, like, with the Torah, which is the lawgiver, or you're saying with Moshe, who also was the lawgiver, or Shiloh represents the Sheen in Mashiach. So you're saying with Mashiach, that's how you exalt Hashem.
1: Yes, because actually, and, and actually the footnote right here says, 78, it says, alternatively, God's name, Yah, signifies our conception of God that inspires fear. Hmm. The psalmist is saying that while we chant praises to God, we must also fear him. Wow. And Rashi says, rejoice with trembling. Amen. And the word to rejoice, rejoice,
0: Sleekah, is Simka, which Simka. is the rearrangement of Mashiach. Mashiach, yeah. yep. So, I mean, this is literally all about the face. You know, kindling our lamp, the, the fire in our hearts, the fire in our souls towards the face, towards Mashiach.
1: Amen. All right, Baruch Hashem. Then let's see it says he uh, says here it's talking about mm, sting to God, chant praises his name, extol him who rides upon the heavens with his name Yah and exalt before him. Oh, Amen. The father of orphans and judge of widows is God in the boat of his holiness. Wow.
0: Uh, I was just going to say I'm, I'm looking at that verse Uh, verse 6 a father of orphans yes you know the Ruach HaKodesh when we receive the Ruach HaKodesh it, it's a spirit it's called a spirit of adoption and we're called sons and this is how we cry out Abba oh wow so like that's from you realm. Could also,
1: you could also take that further and say, you know, I mean, because ultimately, as as a as a convert, you you often you come in as a so to speak spiritual orphan, or you,
0: you know, do because you lose your father, you lose your original father. Right. Exactly. Man. That's okay. Yeah, that's sure. kind of that's kind of intense if you really think about it, you know. So to the listeners that may be like, wait, you lose your father. What are you talking about? Well, you remember when Mashiach was talking to one of his Talmudim and was asking them, you know, to follow me. And they were like, well, first let me bury my father. Then he says, let the dead bury the dead. Yes. You know, it's just kind of like you you don't get to. That's not your father anymore. Like, this is your father now. like i am your father hashem is your father you know so the he
1: who gives true life and life more abundantly right now
0: that's not a carte blanche license i know like i'm just trying to cover some bases here of logic you know because it's just like wait so i don't have a dad anymore so like what's up with this but like (laughs) You know, that's not saying go away from your parents, you know, and, and be like, yeah, I don't know you anymore. You're not my dad, you know, because then you would be forsaking the commandment that says honor your father and your mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you have to go back to, well, who's my father and my mother? And that's the ones who keep the commandments or my, who's my mother and my brothers. Those are the ones who keep the commandments. So. You know, Hashem has given us earthly parents for a reason. We're not to forsake them or neglect them because then we will fall into Mark 7, you know, where he's saying, Well, you want to use the ethics of the fathers to forsake your parents. You want to say, I can't support my parents with funds because this is Sadaka, you know, and it's just like, No, 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 no. Okay. Make sure we rightly divide the word. So. We're talking in a spiritual sense of being adopted as sons, you know, that it's pretty much like spiritually, we don't have a father, you know, until we convert. Right. So, I just wanted to make sure I cleared the waves on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the other, the other thing I was going to say was just, just the whole, I feel like that's, that's also like Abraham's, like thing too because when you convert you actually become a, a, a son of Abraham you know ooh yes so, yes so why, wow. did, why why Abraham because Abraham correctly identified his his father you know
0: ooh wow Reuchem <laughs> so and you know he did he did take care of his father you know even <laughs> into parsha lech lecha you know
1: yes yes he did
0: so brukershire all right so we've concluded another segment here so uh let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back okay.